Have you ever signed a record deal before? Yes. And care to share how many in your music career thus far? One. And care to share who that's with? Warner Records. And how did that opportunity take place? How did that opportunity take place? Yeah, how did that happen for you? Um, I had a meeting and then we spoke about, you know, the deal part and then I signed. That was something they reached out to you for? Yeah. Okay. Now, do you remember what drew them to you at that time in your life? Um, was it a particular song that you had at the time? Was yeah, it? Yeah, Bump It. Okay. <clears throat> and do you remember when you actually signed on that dotted line? Like what day? Uh, maybe the month, the year. Yeah. Care to share when that was? Mm, June 1st. 2022? Yeah. Now, everyone's circumstances are different, but for you personally, why'd you sign a deal at that time in your life? Hmm. Situations in my life. Like, I just felt like it was the right time to do it. Now, had you been offered a deal in the past before this opportunity with Warner Brothers? Yeah. Or Warner Music, I should say, sorry. Yeah. And care to share how many offers you received before this? No. Were they major record labels as well, independent record labels? To be honest, I'm not even really in tune with which labels is considered, like, major or, like, I don't know really the difference. I just know a record label is a record label. You are sporting a Coke Boys necklace during this interview. Yes. Do you remember how you received this? Yep. I had a signing dinner, then French gave it to me. And how long after do you sign when you receive this pendant? I think I got it like, I probably, I don't even remember when I got my, my jean, but it probably was like three months. Now, was this necklace a total surprise or you knew this was coming? No, it was actually a surprise. And what is this pendant mean to you at this point in your life? This is my, like, I'm looking for the word, what you call that word? It's like, it's like my gem. Is this your first chain ever? No. Is this the first chain someone ever gave you? No. Now, ever since you received this pendant, do people treat you different? I mean, people be noticing it, and some people really, some people actually be knowing what like, it stands for, like what it, where it come from. But, I mean, it's a chain. What about other rappers since receiving this chain? No, like, it's, it's regular, everybody got a chain. Like, it's, I feel like, I mean, I, like I said, people know what it stands for, so I feel like they show respect to that. Didn't know if you felt like you received more respect because of that pendant? Uh, more people wanting to do features, collabs, things of that nature? Mm, yeah, probably. I mean, I wouldn't know anybody's, like, intention for real. Probably don't. And being respectful here, was this instant clout when you received this chain? You said what? Instant clout. Instant clout? Yeah, was this an instant form of clout when you received that CB pendant? Yeah, I feel like I did, it kind of did go crazy that day that I got it. But like, I mean, I guess.
Just curious there if you noticed a difference. Do you know how much this chain is worth by any chance? No, I didn't ask. I didn't bother to ask. Or the jeweler behind it? I didn't bother to ask. Now, when it comes to French Montana, what's it really like working with him? It's like, it's cool. It's like being in tune with somebody who's been in the game and actually being able to like, I could call him, like, you feel me? Like, a lot of people can't really do that or don't have nobody like that. Out of all his characteristics, what do you enjoy the most about him? Is there a certain characteristic of his that rises to the top for you? Mm, I gotta think. I feel like, damn, my head is fried right now. I feel like I'm, I'm looking for that word. Take your time. Well, like, um, he's like, I think it's like ambitious. That's the word I'm looking for. I feel like he's an ambitious person. On the opposite end of the spectrum, is there a characteristic of his you can't stand? He's so busy. <laughs> now, what's the best advice you ever received from him or most important thing you learned being around him so far? That consistency leads to success. And for clarification, was this advice you were given or just something you learned? being around him? Both. Like, he didn't told me this before, and I've seen, like, in his career, like, in his situation. And how many songs do you have with him at this point? With French Montana? Yes. None. Any unreleased? No. Not yet? Yeah. Anything else you want to mention about French or question you weren't asked? People want to know about him. I mean, I don't know what people want to know about him. That's people's job to ask. Just curious there. Didn't know if it was like a uh, repetitive question you receive about him or things no. of that nature. And when it comes to the Coke boys, mm -hmm. who do you have the closest bond with? <laughs> French. <laughs> Just curious there. All right. Now I want to ask you this. What is your opinion on ad-libs in a song? Oh, this is a good question. Um, ad-libs in a song, I feel like for some artists, ad-libs can like be like real beneficial. But like for me personally, I hate doing ad-libs. And I actually do them still just because I know it's like a part, like just complete the song I made. So it like amplifies the song, but I don't know. I hate ad-libs. What is it about ad-libs you can't stand? Because I'm not the type of person, I don't like repeating. Like, you know how some ad-libs are just like, you say a bar and then you just repeat the last word. I'm not into that. And then I don't be, I can't come up with like, like I can always listen to my song and amp it. That's what they say ad-libs is. Like you just amping your song. But I can never do that. Like, I can never, like, when it's time to record, I can't. Like, I can't think fast enough. Do you have songs with no ad-libs at all? Yes. I be trying, like, I really be trying. Because, you know, certain sounds, you don't have to do ad-libs. Like, ad-libs is not really needed in certain sounds. So I be trying to do more of those songs so I don't have to do ad-libs. 
Now, if there was a circle chart of 100%, mm. what percentage of your songs in your catalog, whether it's unreleased, released, mm -hmm. has ad-libs versus no ad-libs? Now, I feel like 80% of my songs have ad-libs, 20% probably no ad-libs. And not even, like 90 and 10. Be that as it may, do you have a signature ad-lib by any chance? A signature ad-lib? Yes, do you have a main ad-lib, a go-to ad-lib? I feel like I'm a gra type of girl. <laughs> I say that a lot. That's the most ad-lib I say. And I feel like, like I will say like, I say like a lot, but I feel like everybody say like, but yeah. This sound effect that you do as an ad-lib, what does that mean? For you personally. I don't know. Honestly, to me, that's like, it's like more amping myself up before or like, I always say that in the beginning of my songs for some reason. And it's not, it's natural now at this point. Like I just say it without intentionally trying to say it. Did you invent this ad lib in particular? This sound? Nah. Like everybody, everybody says it. It's just the way I feel like where I see and like when I see is what's significant for me. But it's not really a mine now when it comes to collaborating with other recording artists have you ever added your ad-libs to another artist's verse on that same song nah usually i will have another artist do that for me like i don't think i ever did that for nobody but i know i had someone do it for me would you be open to that at all like doing other people's ad-libs yes no i don't even like doing my own ad-libs just curious there I mean, unless they tell me what to say, and then I'm like, okay, that takes off some stress, and I could just say it. Now, what are your thoughts on songs with just a featured artist's ad-libs, but no hook or verse from them? Hmm? Let me give you an example, just for clarity. Kanye West has a song called Can't Tell Me Nothing. Mm -hmm. Jeezy ad-libs, but no hook or verse from Jeezy on that song. Oh. What is your opinion of that? Just someone's ad-libs yeah, on a song. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's nothing wrong with that. Like how I said earlier, like I had somebody do that. I had somebody do that for one of my songs, and he and like he wasn't on my song. Now, how did that happen? You didn't want his verse or hook on that song? That was an accident? No, literally, we was in a studio, and I, like, I intentionally, I mean, I intended to just do the song by myself. Like, that was just my intention. And then... I got stuck doing my ad-libs. Like I said, I'm not really good at ad-libs, so I got stuck doing my ad-libs. And I was just like, I just asked my son, I'm like, yo, can you do my ad-libs for me? And then he did it. Is that song publicly available for those in the audience getting to know you for the very first time? No. Unreleased? Yeah. Now, how would you feel about that? If you got a request from another artist just for your signature ad-lib, for example, but no hook or verse from you? I wouldn't care. I'm going to take it away. Anything else you want to mention about ad libs or question you weren't asked, people want to know about them? No. Now, what's been your biggest song so far in your music catalog? Bump It. Are there any unknown facts or stories in regards to this song that's never been publicly mentioned before? Could be in regards to creating it, recording it, or releasing it? Um, what can I say about Bump It that people don't know? I could say that's one of my shadiest songs <laughs> that I ever made, but 
a lot of people probably don't catch it. Like they probably don't listen to it the same way I wrote it. So that's something. Any other untold stories about this song? Never been publicly mentioned before. Um, oh, another thing. The audio behind my bumpin' video is actually like raw. It's like unmixed. So, that. Now, did you know when you were creating, recording, or releasing this song that it was going to be your biggest in your catalog at this point? No. I mean, nah. And what specifically led this song to get as far as it's gotten today? Is there something you look back that was a key to having this song become your biggest song at this point? Nah, actually, I feel like for the most part, Bump It organically like gained its views. Like, yeah, it was like controversy and shit behind it, but like, it, it was like organic, like, Believe it or not, I never paid for like promo or nothing like for that song. I literally just posted with no intent to be like lit or nothing. I just posted it just to do it. And yeah, like. And what platform are you referencing here that you posted it on? On YouTube. Wait, first I posted like a trailer, like a snippet on Instagram and then I posted it on YouTube. And for those in the audience getting to know you for the very first time, Care to share that YouTube channel name and your screen name on Instagram as well? My YouTube channel name is Kenzo B and my username on Instagram is underscore Kenzo B. And when it comes to your music catalog, how many songs do you have unreleased at this very moment? Mm. I don't know. You want to put know. a rough estimate to it? A rough estimate? Super like, rough. Like, when you say unreleased, saying like altogether unreleased or yeah, like. Never been publicly placed on any streaming platform. Um, you got it in your hard drives or however you store your music. Maybe somewhere like around like 15 or 20. And what's the biggest song you have right now that is yet to be released? <laughs> um, is there a song in that 15, 20? I feel like, my, in my opinion, I don't know which song is bigger than what because nobody heard it clearly, but my opinion is Like my, a gut instinct, for example. My Cry No More featuring Devin, Young Devin. Yet to be released. Yeah, no, it hasn't been released. I previewed it, but... The whole main, like the main part of the song that's like, I feel like it's gonna be big, I didn't preview, so. And why hasn't that particular song seen the light of day entirely yet? Because I feel like before I drop it, I wanna like, I wanna drop it, like I want everything to be right. Now what's your opinion on snippets? Like you mentioned with this unreleased song, you released a snippet. Yeah, I love them. But I know some people hate them because well, for me, I know I be posting snippets sometimes, and then like I be taking forever to drop. But I love snippets because I'm somebody who I want to post my music fast. When I make it, I want people to hear it. So instead of me just throwing away a whole song, just trying to on Instagram, I could just post 20 seconds of it, and then still like get people like excited. There are some recording artists that don't do snippets. So just curious, 
what yeah, your I feel uh, like line of thinking was there. Some some songs I probably won't do snippets to, but for the most part, I feel like I can't hold music, so. And when it comes to snippets, is that something you do on your own, or is that something you were encouraged <clears throat> to do, like maybe your record label or nah, that's French Montana, things of that nature? That's something I've been doing before I signed my deal. Like from Bump It, like I said, I post a snippet first before I post it. Um, the music video. And I posted a snippet like three months before I posted the music video, or two months, one of those. Now, because this was something you did before you signed a record deal, when you actually do sign that record deal, mm -hmm. has there been anybody on that record label you're on that's discouraged you from snippets? Mm, or do I, they encourage no, you? No, at first, at first, I used to post like snippets that were too long. So they did advise that I do shorter snippets. But they always like supported like snippets is cool. There's a mirror beside you if you need it. But how many face tattoos do you have at this point? <laughs> two. I well this really counts as one. It's really one face tat, but two hearts. Care to share the meaning behind this face tattoo? I don't know. When I be getting emotional. I like to do, I like, I be wanting something new. So that was just the new. And do you remember what age you were when you got that first face tattoo and only face tattoo at this point? I was when I was 18. I just got it. <laughs> and were you still in school at the time or you were out of school? No, I was out of school already. For those in the audience, getting to know you for the very first time, who is Kenzo B? Who is Kenzo B? A person, a human being. <laughs> be that as it may, what is the biggest misconception of you at this point? That I'm like this, like, mean, aggressive, like, bitchy person. And if you're not, then what are you really? I feel like I'm cool, I'm laid back, I'm chill. Unless you get me mad or something, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm not a weirdo. Craziest rumor you heard about yourself? That I got chased by the ops. <laughs> this is false. Yes. Now, is this something you've addressed publicly, or is this your first time? Nah, I probably did address it publicly. I don't know. Now, what is your policy on rumors, generally speaking? Are you the type that clears them up and addresses them, or sweeps them under the rug and let people talk? I mean, sometimes I want to address them, and some, well, sometimes I do address them. Sometimes I just be like, even if I address them, they're still gonna, like, it's still gonna be people that's just gonna run with it just for the fact that that's just what they wanna do. So I just learned to just, just sweep it up. Is there a question you receive you dislike getting asked? Something you can't stand to answer, perhaps. Maybe it's a repetitive question, something you receive all the time. Could be from fans or strangers asking you this. I hate when people ask me if Vandal's my brother. And why don't you like that question? Because it's like, look at him. 
look at me <laughs> like it's obvious so and just for clarification on that same mother and father for both of you yeah and who's older him when it comes to questions have people ever questioned your sexual orientation what does that mean like what you're into nah I think everybody know pretty much what's up. Care to share what that is for the record? Straight AF. But I love, you feel me? I fuck with people. I don't care about preferences for, but me personally, I'm just into guys. Anything else you want to mention about your sexuality or question you weren't asked, people want to know about it? Mm, nah, um, like I said, nobody ever asked me about my sexuality, so. Just curious there. And another question here. How far have you gone for beauty? Hmm. I feel like I'm a pretty girl. I don't really do a lot. I mean, like, I'll be doing, I'll be trying to do face care or, like, stuff like that, like, trying to do routines and shit. But other than that, I don't really have you ever had any cosmetic procedures? Yeah, I got this non-surgical BBL thing, but yeah. And how did that go for you? It was really not a, as big of a deal as people made it to be. It's like, literally like, you know the Kylie Jenner challenge? How you used to like, do the thing with your lips? Pause, but like, yeah, like when, it's like that. So it was, it was cool, it was like, Cool for like two days, three days. It was cool. At this point in your life, are you single? Yep. And why are you single? F and F. <laughs> but um, I just feel like I'm just focusing on myself and stuff. And how long have you been single for at this point? I've been single for like... Like four months or three months, one of those, three or four months. And what's that lifestyle been like for you? Single that amount of time? It's good. Like I said, like I'm just focusing on myself. So it's like, I'm just like, you know. And just for context, care to share your current age? I'm 19. And your birthday as well, the month and the day perhaps? March 4th. Now, you mentioned you're focused on you, mm. but when you do venture out and date, would you date yourself? Would I date, like if I was a guy, would I date myself? Yes. Yeah, I feel like I would. Just curious there. I'm down, please. <laughs> now, I do have a few questions when it comes to relationships and things of that nature. I do want to ask you this. I know you're not you're focused on yourself. You're not looking for anything. But yeah. I do want to hone in on the past, okay? On the past, okay. Yeah, not about a particular person. These are general questions here yeah. that you may have experienced. Okay. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Ready? Okay. When it comes <clears throat> to rejection, do you have a rejection horror story? 
a bad experience <laughs> while you were rejecting someone else? Um, I don't have, I don't think I've actually been like rejected, but I've been played with, if that makes sense. Well, like, well, 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 let me just refocus the question. Do you have a rejection horror story when you've rejected someone else? Not you being rejected. Oh, when I've rejected someone yes, else? Yes, someone trying to get, someone trying to advance on I mean, you. I don't have a particular story. Okay. I thought she was asking if I've been rejected. Have any of your female friends or family members had it worse than that when it comes to rejecting another person? Nah, I feel like... I mean, if you get rejected, you get re like you're saying like when I'm crazy, like, oh, a guy can't take a no. No, nah, no. Nah. Correct. No. Nah. Now, I did want to read you two titles to two articles that took place in 2022 and get your take on them. This was from People.com. Quote, woman repeatedly rejected co-workers advances. She was killed the next day. This was from Cosmopolitan.com. Quote, Lily Sullivan. 18-year-old, cruelly murdered after rejecting man. Mm. And for those in yeah, the audience... Yeah, I know this topic. I know this topic. But I'm sorry, you could... Oh, okay. I was going to say, for those in the audience that want to read either of these articles, the link is in the description below this video. But with you just hearing these titles and without reading these articles, what do you make of that? What's your take? I feel like... Um... Like, what's my take on... Death in the result of rejecting a male's advances. I feel like that's a little crazy. But I feel like that's when things like... Like I said, this is not a this is not like a out-of-the-blue topic. Like, this is a topic that most girls... Well, some girls or... Girls should be thinking about this topic. Like, you should already have this mindset. Like, shit can happen if you dub a guy. But I feel like that's not, like, fair. <laughs> now circumstances could be different for everyone so generally speaking here but what would you say to other females in regards to rejecting a male's advances if you want to reject him reject him that's it <laughs> anything else you want to say in regards to rejecting a male's advances if you want to reject him and you think he crazy just make sure you can protect yourself that's it All right. Now, I want to ask you this, okay? I know you're not looking for anything. You're focused on yourself. Mm -hmm. But there are males in the audience that are wondering, from a female's perspective like yourself, how you may feel about some of these next topics. Okay. And it's especially to deal with hair, okay? So your opinion here on males' hairs, okay? Okay. What is your opinion on males' that leave that white line around their hairline <laughs> after a haircut. I hate it. I, just, I don't hate it. I just don't understand the purpose. Like, if somebody, if a guy could give me, like, a valid explanation on, like, why they do it, I think I'll, I wouldn't mind it. Like, I still don't mind it, but, like, why is it there? Yeah. And if there are those in the audience that can answer that question for you, leave a comment below this video. And I'm going to read them comments. So, yeah. If you give me a valid explanation, I won't be mad at y'all no more. What is your opinion on males that get hair extensions on their locks? <laughs> Not their real it. hair. They're getting extensions. I hate it. I hate it. And I hate locks too. So that's just 
pick up two for your mistake. <laughs> what is your opinion on males that get a hair tattoo? Hate it. Why? Why would you do that? Out of every spot on your body, like, why? And finally, what is your opinion on males with some gray hair? With some gray hair? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everybody get gray hair, but you shouldn't be talking to me with no gray hair. <laughs> Just curious there. And um, if there are some that do have gray hair, do you prefer they dye it? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather, yeah, you, I'd rather you do that. Like, if you just, because, you know, I think young people usually get, young people can possibly get gray hair. So it's like, just dye it. Don't just walk around like you comfortable with the gray hair. That's weird. That's correct. Generally, uh, gray hairs happen in people's mid-30s, late 30s, yeah. early 40s. But there are some people in their 20s yeah. that get a spot of gray and things of that nature. So just curious what, again, a female's perspective like yourself is, because there are diet. males <laughs> just that diet. are wondering here. Facts. Just diet. Do you do the pranking or do you get pranked on April Fool's? I'm really not. I probably, if that day is being celebrated, nine times out of ten, it's not by me. So I, I'm going to say, if anything, I'm going to be the one getting pranked. I don't really be doing, like, the pranks. I don't really pay attention to that day for real. Best or worst, April Fool's memory, if you have one. Nah, I don't have one. Now, circumstances could be different for everyone, so generally speaking here, but any April Fool's advice for those in the audience? I feel like don't tell nobody nothing serious on April Fool's because they're not going to take you serious. Because me, I'm always skeptical on that day. I don't take nobody serious on April Fool's. Any other April Fool's advice, perhaps? Yeah. Care to share your race, ethnicity, or nationality? I'm Puerto Rican and black. And it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I think I'm Jamaican. <laughs> and which derives from your mother's side, or father's side, or both? My mom's Puerto Rican. I think my mom is Puerto Rican and black, and then my dad's black. And I think, I'm pretty sure, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I think he's Jamaican. <laughs> I gotta ask him. And what's the main language you speak at this point? English and Spanish on Saturdays. <laughs> and when it comes to Spanish on Saturdays, <laughs> how did you pick that up? Um, I did Spanish class. I was, I don't really speak Spanish on Saturdays. I be trying though, but I, I was, I always wanted to learn Spanish, so I took Spanish class, class and. My mom speaks Spanish, so I'll be trying to have her teach me a little bit. And how many years do you end up taking Spanish class for? I think I took Spanish hmm, ninth time. Maybe two years or three years. I'm not sure. Care to share the name of that school you attended back then? Um, I went to Wings Academy in the Bronx. And when it comes to Spanish language class, Back then for you, was that a requirement or an elective? It was an elective. And I think that was my choice of an elective. Like, I chose to do that. And did you take those classes serious? Did you try to learn the language? Did you try to give it an honest shot? Yeah. 
I was going to take the Spanish Regents and everything, but I ended up not doing it. I don't know why. When you wake up, what's the first thing you do? Absolute first thing. <laughs> I roll over and I grab my phone and I check it. <laughs> Are you team iPhone or yeah. team Android? Period. And why iPhone for you? I just feel like it's more the camera for me. And also, I feel like the software just move a little bit better. Now, just to be fair, have you ever had an Android? Yeah. Do you remember which models? I had a Samsung and I had a blah. Like, a, it's called a blue, but I always call it a blah because it doesn't have the E. But yeah. And care to share which model of iPhone that was that you just showed on camera? Um, this is an iPhone 14, but it's just like the regular one, like the small one. Now, when it comes to that... Purple. <laughs> when it comes to that purple iPhone of yours, <laughs> are you a texter or a caller? It depends. I have to really, like, oh, people going to hate me for this, but... I can only be on the phone with people I want to be on the phone with. Like, other than that... And it's like, I'm a texter, but only for people who I want to text, like, because sometimes, damn, this one sounds so fucked up. But sometimes, like, not that I don't be wanting to, I get in moments where I just don't want to talk to nobody except for, like, whoever I want to talk to. And so if they're texting me, I have this bad habit of, like, I'll see the text, but, and first of all, my memory is, like, small. <laughs> so I'll see the text, and then if I don't click it when it comes down on my notification thing, I will forget to text back. So it's like, for the people I want to talk to, I'm swiping down as soon as they come down. Like, you feel me? But, yeah, so it depends. It depends who you are, honestly. Because you do both. Last person you called or texted good morning to. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd rather not say <laughs> okay, you don't got to say, but are you able to share how long ago that text was or phone call? Um, that text was in the morning, this morning. This very day? Yeah. When it comes to texting, favorite emoji you use? This one. Is that the red color heart? No, it's, col the, it's literally oh, the Oh, the hands. hands. The hands. The hands. Yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum, what's an emoji you can't stand in text? Mm. Is there an emoji that bugs you, bothers you? Um, let me see. I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but let me see, let me see. Which emoji bugs me? One of them. Okay, you, I don't hate this emoji, but it bugs me. The, it's like the crying one. Because some people use it as a laughing emoji, and then some people use it as a crying emoji. But you know what's crazy? I'm one of those people who use it as a laughing emoji. But when I was in school, me and my friends did this thing, and we like, you know how the emojis are, are in categories. And that emoji's actually with the crying and sad emoji. So that might actually be a crying emoji. But that's why it bugs me is because, like, what is it? What happens if someone passes away and you see that emoji in comments. I understand like why people would use it. 
like I said, because to some people, some people use it as an emoji, a crying emoji, and then some people literally use it as I'm crying, like I'm weak. Like so, it's like I know if it's something like that, I, I take it as a sad emoji. But do you feel like that's improper to use on something of that nature? I feel like it depends. If you actually mean it as a laughing emoji, then that's fucked up. But if it's unintentional, you literally just confused like I am, then <laughs> it don't matter. Ever hurt or injure a finger from texting? Nah. And on the phone call sides of things, longest you been on a phone call for? Bruh, I, I probably, I probably reached like, I don't even know, probably like 15 hours on the phone. Caking? Caking? Yeah. Was that like talking, chatting? Yeah. To someone you like? Yeah. And how does that work? 15 hours on the Bro, phone. Bro, we literally like, this was like when I was younger. Like we literally went to sleep on the phone like a little bit before bedtime. So like we were talking before bedtime. Then we went to sleep on the phone. Then we woke up and we were still talking. And then we just stayed on the phone the whole day. No call drop. Phones yeah. were on chargers. Yeah, like... I don't know. And it, I think it was on a messenger call, too. And do you remember why that call eventually ended? No. I don't. That's, that's a good question. No, I don't. Or who ended it? Nine times out of ten, it was probably me. Now, you already mentioned the first thing you do when you wake up. Mm -hmm. But do you have a wake-up routine by any chance? Is it several things you do? when you wake up and it always seems to be the same thing. Yeah, like for me, when I wake up, I have to stay in bed for like an extra 20 minutes. And um, yeah, that's it. That's the only thing, like when I first wake up, I have to stay in, in my bed for like 20 minutes and then I go do like, you know, getting ready and stuff, brush my teeth, wash my face. And then whatever I, whatever like, Whatever type of day I'm having that day, that's what I decide to do after that. Now, what actually gets you out of bed? Is it motivation or inspiration? It's both. It depends. Like I said, like if I know something going on that day, I'm gonna get up. Or if I know it's nothing going on that day, I'm not gonna be like inspired to get up and be like, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna just chill. Now you may have answered this next question, and if you already had, I apologize, I didn't hear it. But I'll ask you formally now, just in case you didn't. Mm -hmm. But are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm, you know what's crazy? I'm a night owl, but I, I'd, I'd die to be a morning person. Like I want so bad. And I'm, I'm like in transition to like, lately I've been waking up earlier and earlier and earlier, like naturally without an alarm and stuff. But I, I would die to be a morning person. I want to be a morning person, but I'm the type to, I'll go to sleep at six in the morning, so. Typical time you wake up if you go to sleep at six in the morning. Lately, my body's getting accustomed to like waking up around like 10, 11. Like naturally, I'll naturally wake up. Like even if I go to sleep at seven in the morning, I'll wake up around like 11 o'clock the latest. Like whether I decide to stay up or not is on me, but like I always wake up like early at that time now. And why do you want to be that morning person? Cause I feel like the earlier you you awake, then the more stuff you can get done throughout the day. 
What's on your bedside table right now? If you have a bedside table. <laughs> um, what's on my bedside table? Well, where I'm staying right now. Okay, I'm gonna just say where I'm staying right now. Uh, where I'm staying right now. My bedside table. How does it look? I have a basket on it. I have an ashtray. I have my bonnet. A remote. And um. What else do I have? I probably have like an edge brush on there. Any brands in particular of any of these items? Um, no, like, like, you know, like I got like a little Target basket. I got a Hello Kitty ashtray. Um, beauty supply, edge brush, a Roku remote. That's it. Didn't know if you had any favorites there. Nah. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, do you have a bedtime routine by any chance? Nah, I wish. And what's that room temperature like when you finally hit that bed? Um, it depends. It depends. Like, I'm not somebody who is like, whatever the temperature in the room is, that's what the temperature is. I'm not like, oh, I have to go to sleep with the AC on, or I have to go to sleep with the heater on. Like, it's just whatever. If it's hot, it's hot. I'm not sleeping with the cover. If it's cold, I'm sleeping with the covers. Fan on or fan off? Um, I really hate the sound of fans. But I mean, if it's the AC, it depends what time of the year we're in. Um, I don't like being cold, so I'm not gonna put the AC on in the winter time. But in the summertime, yeah. TV on or TV off? Definitely TV on because I'm scared of the dark. And what's usually on that TV of yours? Sometimes, like, sometimes it depends. If I actually want to watch TV, lately I've been watching, like, BMF, reality TV shows, like Zeus Network. I've been watching that stuff. But sometimes I just literally just turn the TV on to go to sleep, and I'll just have it on, like, the home screen of the Roku channel. <laughs> have you been approached by anybody at Zeus for any of those type of TV shows? No. What's your opinion on that? if they did reach out? I, I mean, I feel like in my, that's not my lane, I feel like, like, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Just curious that's, there. That's one of the, like, that's one of those, like, I would have to be in that situation to be able to answer that, because I don't know how I would react to that. Didn't know if you were one of those people that always wanted to be on reality TV, or you just were entertained by it, but never yeah, wanted no, any like, parts. I, I'm not one of those people who always want to be on it, but I might be one of those people, like, if I had the opportunity, I might I might do it. But then again, I'm, I, don't I don't know. And before you finally close your eyes to go to sleep, what's the last thing you do? Absolute last thing. I never, I never intentionally go to sleep. I have to fall asleep, so I can't say that. Are you a light sleeper or a heavy sleeper? I feel like I'm a light sleeper, but... Mm, I don't know. I think I'm a light sleeper, though, because if you walk into my room, like, for some reason, I can feel the door being open, even if it's not, like, loud. Even if it don't squeak, I could just feel somebody walking in. So now I'll be waking up. But sometimes I don't even be remembering waking up, so. Do you snore by any chance? People have told me, people have told me I snore. But not like the, like, just like. 
<laughs> Have you ever seen videos of yourself doing this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you ever heard the saying, quote, sleep tight? Don't, don't let, let the, the bed bugs bite. Yes. Yeah. Is that something you ever faced in real life? <laughs> bed bugs? Yes. No, I don't think I've experienced bed bugs. And winding down here, has it ever gotten to the point of seeing a healthcare professional of some sort in regards to your sleep at all? No. Well, no. I think I got some melatonin from my doctor one time, but like, cause I told him, I told him like I couldn't sleep, but that's it. It wasn't really like a whole big thing. Do you want any professional help with your sleep? Nah, I feel like if I just tell myself to go to sleep, I'm just like, I like discipline when it comes to like a bedtime, so. Anything else you want to mention about waking up, going to sleep, or question you weren't asked, people want to know about any of this stuff. Nah. Before this interview ends, is there anything else you were not asked? Fans want to know, people want to know. Is there anything you didn't get a chance to mention you'd like to mention now? Um, all I would like to mention, I just want to say, Kaiser Week Takeover coming soon. So just stay tuned. Yeah, that's it. Be that as it may, any loose ends you want to tie from this interview with the previous topics you were asked? Anything you failed to speak on? Anything that needs further clarification from what was said? in this interview? Mm, honestly, I'm working on not speaking on fuckery, so I don't really have nothing for the most part. What was the second question? Uh, anything you failed to speak on? Anything that needs further clarification from what was said in this interview? And I feel like this interview was cool. Like, I feel like I got, I was real direct. So it was like everything, it shouldn't be Anything that they don't get. Nothing to walk out on. <laughs> Any final words? Um, top two and I'm not too bitch. 